0: And welcome back into the Canucks and Pucks podcast. I'm uh, your host, as always, Matthew Zader, and uh, joined in by my co-host Dan. How are you doing on this fine evening of uh, our free agency? Free Agent Friday, baby! Free Agent Friday. Yeah, it, it's um, it's crazy being in October, but uh, it's it's been the same craziness as uh, as always, and a lot of uh, signings not all the big ones happening today yet but uh there was some huge ones i will start with um jacob markstrom is no longer a canuck he is now a calgary flame and the canucks signed Braden holpe formerly of the washington capitals arden is now a canuck as well two years at uh, four point i believe it's 4.2 or something like that in aav
1: um what do you think about that deal Cool. Um, So, first of all, um, all the best to Markstrom, except for when he plays the Canucks. Um, He's a quality person, uh, a great dressing room guy. He's a guy who basically turned his career around when he was drafted. He was um, expected to be what he is now. And it just shows that, you know, uh, I mean, remember the Canucks put him on waivers at one point and nobody picked him up. And Here he is getting a six by six, which, you know, he earned. Um, I understand we're kind of in a bit of a COVID world too in that, but I mean, for Vancouver, and and I know the biggest criticism for Jim Benning is going to be like, you know, you signed these guys a few years ago and, and it's killed you now and you can't keep Marshram and stuff. I'm always a subscriber to, to, we talked about this, but to Moneyball. And, you know, the, the reality is the person who deserves six by six is, and, and I this sounds bad, but the person who deserves six by six is not Jacob Markstrom. Mm-hmm. It's Ian Clark. Yeah. Ian Clark <laughs> has turned so many goaltenders careers around and I don't know what it is. And I don't know how he coaches that, you know, goaltenders respond and and, and can do, I just, I don't understand that. I don't know. I, I would love to meet him and and thank him for being who he is, but he's now got a full season to work with both um, Demko Who's definitely the number one? And now Braden Holtby, who I think this was a brilliant trade. He's only what I think it's like six or eight months older than than Markstrom. He's got a Stanley Cup. He's a great locker room guy. He's been a starter and understands the grind. He's the to me at 4.3 million annual salary. I mean, they even did it where it was two point, I think it's 2.9 the first year and 5.7 the second year. So oh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, they're 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 really concerned about this upcoming season, right? And, and, uh, but Holtby, you know, people are very concerned about his goals against average. Well, he, you know, two years ago, he won a cup. And I think the more important one for me anyways, is that, uh, he gets to work with Ian Clark and Ian Clark is going to help him find his form, get in his groove, get back to what he's good at. And you don't stop being a good goalie because, um, other than with age, uh, because you forget to do what you're doing. But you can get in a rut, and we can see with the entire Washington Capitals team. It isn't just it wasn't just Holtby, right? It's like the entire team. I mean, look at them in the playoffs; they got just destroyed, right? So, so I think that Holtby coming here, he wanted to come here. I think it's a great signing. It it gives the Canucks so much flexibility, especially on a two-year deal. Um, and I'm I couldn't be happier that you know I wish it was probably around three and a half to be perfectly honest with you but I can take 4.3 and, and run away with it because he'll be exposed in the expansion draft. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it protects the guys they need to. And Benning talked about that today, that there's money for the two-year mark when they're ready to, to, when they've got all this money. He said, we've got money for Patterson, Hughes and Demco. So very clearly Demco is the number one. And for Holtby, he's going to come in and be a huge part of the Canucks success, especially in a condensed season.
0: Yeah, and he has a, a four-team uh, no-trade clause as well. So he has a four-team no-trade list. Edmonton, uh,
1: Edmonton, 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 yeah, yeah. right? So right. there's a few teams.
0: <laughs> I mean, four teams. You can probably pick the ones he, he's uh, he's he got on that no-trade. Uh, but, I mean, the Canucks aren't going to be trading him anyway. Uh, they they This two-year deal, yeah, is that um, exposing him to the expansion draft so that he can protect Demko and have a goaltender they can expose and, and, you know, I don't know what other goalies will be available to Seattle when it comes, but hope he could be one of those um, that uh, Seattle does pick up. But I mean, it's it, I I thought it was, a, I thought he was going to get paid quite a bit more from a team. Um, but it sounds like hope wanted to come here. Big reason was because of Ian Clark. And I mean, yeah, he's, he's an amazing goaltending coach and the way he's turned around, like you said, previously babrowski in columbus uh, you kind of see what i don't know if it's the same why uh, babrowski kind of re, you know kind of pl- went downhill last season um because of him not being the goaltending coach for for florida there I, I don't know if that's one of the reasons it probably was um but i mean it it's such a big thing if he's worked with Luongo. he worked with corey schneider he and they're all great goaltenders when he was when he was their coach so he's an amazing guy and like you said it'd be cool to kind of meet him and see what his philosophy because his philosophy to seems to hit with a lot of goaltenders
1: yeah it's it's funny that it's funny that these goaltenders respond and you know like again you know Wayne Gretzky is probably the smartest player to ever play the game until Pedersen has come chuckle chuckle but I mean um I think Ian Clark just understands the position and maybe he's not, you know, he was never like the best NHL goalie, but mentally he understands the position. He understands where a goalie should be. And these goalies are athletic enough to respond and, and, and be able to improve their game. And and again, uh, I'm just, You know, Ian Clark's the guy and and the contract and everything. We talked about this a few weeks ago. I said, let Markstrom go. I said, you know, you can do a lot more. Now there's one point, what is it? $1.3 million in your cap now that you can use, right? So like, that's important. $1.3 million is hugely important. You know, Jake's probably going to be around 3 million. So, I mean, there's, it is a very important one point, seven million dollars against the cap that the Canucks saved and to be perfectly honest no offense and again I know there's a lot of big Markstrom supporters out there you're going to see minimal drop between Demko and Markstrom I heard someone uh, today who knows the position very well like like um, Holtby gave up 20 more goals than Markstrom, like comparatively, in the same situations, and I like I get that. And twenty okay. goals is a big deal, like it's a it's a huge deal. Twenty extra goals in a season for a team, massive. Having said that, Holby's not is going to have that year with Ian Clark, and Demko has comparable numbers to Markstrom, and that's what you're getting. You know, okay. we we forget it's not that Holby is going to come in and be the number one goalie like some of these yahoos on TV. We're talking today. Um, It's Demko's team, and and Holtby's going to back him up. And if they split games, you know, 45 to 37, then awesome, right? Like, that's what you want. And if Holtby can win you 20 to 25 of the 37 he's going to play, and Demko gets his, you know, 25 to 30 wins, then Vancouver's in really good shape.
0: Yeah, and you you look at – looking at Holtby's last contract, and his was that 6.1 AAV, and he left – I mean, he, I don't know if he could have um, demanded more money, but because of his season last year, this past season, it wasn't that good. Um, He is an older goaltender now. And I mean, the thing is, is, and you see with him uh, getting signed to just the two years, it's, it's is saying it's Demko's team. And I just tweeted out just before we started here that this is basically saying Demko's the starter as like main primary starter within the next few years, or next couple of years, maybe even next season. And that's what the plan is. And you know, we'll talk about this a little later about Eichmann Larson, but that's the reason why this deal fell apart was Demko was a primary target that Arizona wanted. And country's like, no, we don't, we're not moving on this. We're not trading Demko. And that's, and that was a big thing. And it's a good decision. I mean, if you signing, yep. signing Marks to that six year deal, I some comparatively, right. You sign him to that six years. You're basically saying Demko, you're not our goaltender.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's really important. And the other side of it too, with Marston, we forget is that he has had injury issues, right? It's not that's that, true. you know, Marks has been one of the best goalies. He's also been injured a lot. He really has. Right. Um, that's my worry about Chris which we'll talk about later too. Um, but you've got a consistent goalie who isn't as injured as often. Um, and, and again, you know, a good locker room guy, um, this experience that they're bringing into the room is, is really important as well. And again, you want Markstrom to have all the success in the world. He's an awesome guy, happy for him and his family, you know, real financial security. It's amazing. Um, at the same time, I think it doesn't hurt Vancouver to let them go. Uh, we've talked about this. Um, I, I think it's just a, a, exactly as you said, it, it uh, opens up a lot of possibilities for Vancouver now.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what's huge. And I mean, there's been a lot of that talk about the Canucks will focus too much on Markstrom and the Ekman-Larsen trade, that they may lose a few free agents. I mean, I think they could turn around and sign them all. Um anyway and that savings is going to help them do that um i mean what well, yeah i'm very happy with for markstrom i mean i don't like that he's in calgary because that team just bugs me but i mean <laughs> um but i mean
1: i wish ABC, him well
0: because abc yeah anybody <laughs> yeah. but calgary <laughs> but i mean he i wish him well because he is a great guy he's a great goalie and deserves all the success that he's got yeah so yeah um yeah, so let's move on um, to Chris Tana. And a lot of people thought that Tana's not going to come back to the Canucks. Now there's talk about him, you know, kind of circling back to him. Uh, off this, like we'll talk about Tana first, but a little off that is what type of targets the Canucks could go for other than re-signing Tana. But let's start with, I think the Canucks should try to re-sign him as long as it's not around that $5 million that a lot of – of other teams we're talking about
1: yeah I'd let him walk personally mm-hmm. I, I mean again I, I mean he's still he's never played a full season he just hasn't um he is uh, he, he, he I know how much Hughes loves him and, and he's a good team player but my gosh in two years we're going to be regretting a four or five year Chris Tannen deal oh for sure like like yeah. literally like it's just no offense it's stupid if you're going to give that much money to someone or you're going to sign someone a term break the bank and go for Angelo but yeah. or or break the bank and go for tory krug i mean yeah. i mean honestly like like go for krug and give him seven you you know what i'm saying like like you know it's just you're, you're so much better with that player on your team than you are with chris tanev again i i Chris Tana doesn't make you better. You're getting the same. You're getting status right. quo. I mean that that's my biggest concern and my biggest takeaway today right now. And I'm not complaining because free agency go, is going to go all the way to December, you know, first when training camp opens, right? And January first is the first game of regular season. Like free agency is a long time, but right now, I mean, are the Canucks a better team? No, no. definitely not. No. I think and I, and 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 I think that is what can you know like. It, it's that's why I just don't want to Chris Tannev is you're just, you're not, you're basically going into next season saying, Hey, we save money on our goalie, but that's about it.
0: No, it's true. And I mean, I don't want to reference Eklund at all. Um But I mean, is there, I don't, I wonder if there is some rumblings about the Canucks going after Tory Crew.
1: Well, no, I'm not referencing no. him. I, I was just throwing that out that if he's an available yeah. defenseman, you go after him. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no E5s, none of that. <laughs> Sorry, no, not a chance, not a chance. No, 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 no. But but I think that it's just important to see that the that the Canucks should be in on that. They should be in on Temperature well, they, well, they should be. They should be in on everyone to figure out what the price is and say, okay, right? I mean, I I I thought the one thing that came for me today that I thought was interesting. Was Benning when he said it's really hard to move cash right now, mm-hmm. and he is right. Actually, the only person who's done it is uh, uh, and in, in, yeah. in Columbus. That's it. Nobody else has moved cash. Nobody else has taken a bad contract. Look at Tampa Bay; they had to waive Tyler Johnson, yeah. waive him, and 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 who's going to put in put in for him? Honestly, like at five five. Right, oh, maybe geez. the Canucks do because that's what they're looking for with Toffoli. Maybe the Canucks do. I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying that that's that is crazy. Like that is literally crazy. And they've got to figure out a way to move some money. And and they can't buy anyone out now. Obviously, they missed that window, which which I'm shocked at. I gotta be honest with you. I'm absolutely shocked. But but I mean, maybe this is where we should talk about Ekman Larson because it does tie in with Tanev and that, yes, and I think yes. we should because you know, no offense. Armstrong's up bleeping. Like I, he, he absolutely screwed the Canucks over, like literally screwed them over, wasted a week. Like the Canucks were willing to dance. We'll take on this salary. We'll take it off your books. They were looking for ways to fit this all in. And he wasted a week, a fucking week. Sorry to swear, but that is unacceptable all because he doesn't want to look like a jackass? Well, good luck yeah. now with that big contract because I don't think any GM is going to want to deal with you anymore. That was atrocious, in my opinion. No, I, I
0: agree. And you know, in the way it hit that, it was all dealt with. And, you know, it's kind of you're stringing, you know, basically strung along two teams. And Boston was one of them, too. And saying that, oh, you know, we have a deadline now. And, yeah, it was basically screwed around two teams for a week and basically got nothing done. And now, like you said, Ekman Larson's probably going to say, well, you know, screw you guys. I'm not going to be wanting to be traded now.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that they're going to be able to circle back and, Oh, we'll get a deal done or whatever it is. Like, as you guys know, the, the as you know, and you mentioned it before we came on that Demko uh, was reported as, as the piece that the Canucks didn't want to part with. So, Oh, well, we, we don't want to make that deal. I like, <laughs> are you mentally insane? Honestly, that Thatcher Demko was so key to that deal that unless you got, you're just trying to squeeze them out and look like a hero. You're just trying to be um, again. I love, there are certain movies that are really good because they talk, they show human nature. And if anyone hasn't watched draft day, watch draft day, it is a great movie about the NFL draft and, you know, there's obviously some things in there that are very Hollywooded, but yeah. there's a scene in there where they're like, oh, you got to free some. And, and then you get the Jacksonville um, uh, GM, a new GM. And, uh, you know, I don't want to look like an idiot. There is no way that Armstrong was going to look like an idiot if he didn't include Demko in that deal. Because they need to shed salary. They can't afford him. So they go to him and tell him, hey, we have to trade you. So he says, here's my list. And, and now he's like, well, if you're going to put a gun to my head, I'm, I'm not doing this. So now Larson's pulled the trigger. And Armstrong's a dead man. If I was the owner of the Coyotes, I'd fire him. Like, honest mm-hmm. to God, I would fire him. Because that is ridiculous. Re- ridiculous you could have shed 56 million dollars and now you're not only on the hook for it but you can't afford to pay it and you're gonna have to go to the league and say oh guys we can't afford to pay our players yes. and we can't afford to pay our staff now because you know i wanted to get demko on my roster <laughs> i was like
0: jeez, insane yeah it's, and it's ridiculous yeah. I, that whole situation, the whole big things and, and Arizona has been in the news for some dumb stuff in, the, in this past few months too, and forfeiting their, you know, their draft picks as well. And I don't know. I don't think this team is, it's not well run. I, the league is paying a lot of their players right now. And yeah. I mean, if it was, if it was me and I was Batman, I'd be like, get this team out of my league. But I
1: mean, well no, he can't. He can't he let can't. it fail though, right? I mean problem, right? Batman is a is a can't let it fail, can't let it fail guy, right? And 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 that's, you know, kind of stupid. It, you know, because it's failed. It's literally failed there. It's literally failed in every way shape or form. It failed when Gretzky coached there. It's they've been to the Western Conference final once, right? And, yeah. and they had all this young talent. Remember just two years ago? Oh, Arizona's going to be an up and coming, look at this team. And now they're gutting the team again. <laughs> it's just, this is just ridiculous, ridiculous cap management and regular team management. I mean, again, I can't, I'm going to the team captain that I just signed last year. and telling him we can't afford you we have to trade you give us a list of teams to which he says there are only two teams i'm going to go to that's it your problem you sign me you figure it out to which they then have to go back to him now today and say well we're not trading you so come in (laughs) and and it's and it's reported by someone there in phoenix and i forget his name um that um that he and talk don't get along and talk <laughs> doesn't want him as their captain like this is just the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting yeah. a different result like like you know what if that team folded even i would i wouldn't give a crap i wouldn't care they should pick up that team and either move it to houston or move it to Quebec but get it done and get it out of there because the sooner it's out of there the better off the players and the league are going to be because this is just now the black hole how many players can you imagine if you're a drafted player now remember how they're all talking to Austin Matthews wants to go back to Arizona when his contract's up he's you really think he's going to want to go there honestly like this is I I, I know I'm passionate about this I'm passionate about this because I'm passionate for the NHL not just the Canucks this is a disaster and armstrong really does deserve to be fired like literally deserves to be fired right now because he not only can't do a rebuild very clearly he can't do a rebuild but you know if you have to take on some crappy contracts for the next 2 years and figure some things out and then put yourself in a position to get your rebuild going like I'm sorry, but you know this is called the logic train. It's called Captain Obvious. This is called it's not rocket science. You swallow it. You tried for Demco, whatever. Uh, maybe just give us D'Pietro then, and we'll develop him and put it, put it, you know, get that going, right? Like it's just it's it's absolutely insane. There's yeah. my rant.
0: <laughs> it's a good one, and I mean it. Yeah, I, I it's kind of un, unfallible what's happening over there, and. And now Ekman Larson has to come back and play and be the captain of this team. And we'll see, but uh, how this is all going to be. Do you think out. he's this really going to care at this point? Do you yeah. think he's
1: going to care? Like, no. honestly, do you think, you know, he might, he might come in and, Oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'll give my all, but you really think he's going to give his all like his numbers are a reflection of, of how he and Rick Tockett don't get along. And I think he would have thrived here. It and I think Benny knew, I think Benny knew that. And, and Benning, I'm so proud of him for standing his ground today, not giving in on that. Um, you know, Benning to me, Benning came out a hero today. And if anyone sits there and craps on him today, just last year and the year before and the year before that, cause I was one of them two years ago. Um, when they, when, when they, when they went all in on, on Beagle, like I crapped on them because those contracts have hurt them today. No doubt those contracts hurt them, but he didn't do that today. He didn't go down that road. He stood his ground. He's like, no, we got people coming up and we're going to do well. And, you know, I'm, I'm all on board the Canucks train because again, as you know, I'm big on developed players and getting them into the lineup. And I have no doubt, honestly, in my mind that the Canucks are a better team with Olev, Ulevi, uh, Rathbone, uh, Pod Colson and we know that Hogliner is going to start here but when when the when the season's over in the K Pod Colson comes over the Canucks are a better team with those players in the lineup than going out and and signing some of these free agents
0: yeah I agree and I and that's why I like the moving on from Markstrom as well because that's basically saying we have Demko coming and uh, we wanted to have him as our starter and that's a good decision in my opinion and like Markstrom's great, but we don't know if he's going to be that elite goaltender for six years.
1: And yep, I agree. Right? So I, mean, I agree he might be peaking right now. He might be peaking. He might get one more good year out of him, right? It's entirely possible you get one more good year out of him. But again, now with Demko, and you'll sign him to like three and a half, four, right? Because he's coming off his one million, you know, his one million dollar deal, and you'll probably get three and a half, four, probably about that. Holtby will be gone. DiPietro Pietro will be ready to go. And Di Pietro will come in And now he's on his um, It's not entry level But he, he's on a, a low-end contract And Di Pietro, like this is the cycle This is why the last podcast we talked With uh, the or- Orca overseas there Like the, the, They're the new running back Look, look yeah. at the goalies today How many are getting signed for big dollars Markstrom's the only one And again, it's not like Brabrowski's $10 million
0: Yeah, no, that's true And there's no big, yeah, there's no big money being thrown on like last uh, trade, last free agency period when the are got that huge contract. So it's true. And that's, and that's what it is. There's so many, and there's still a few goaltenders still out there um, for teams to, to go after. So uh, not the high end guys, but there's still going to be some, some guys going,
1: moving around. Yeah. Um,
0: No, I can't. Yeah.
1: No, I'm just going to say, no, Armstrong honestly should be fired he really should be that is just you know you you got a job to do which is do a rebuild and now you've just you've just screwed it over like you literally yeah. screwed it over and now what have you got
0: yeah and the and the thing is and the thing is too is like with future um, talks and his reputation is kind of taking a hit i mean you think really think other gms aren't going are to be like well i don't really want to deal with you now so i mean yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Your very first deal and you have everything together, but you're not going to move off a goalie. You know, they're not going to give up. Like literally, you know, they're not going to give that's like, that's like going to the Seattle Seahawks and trying to make a trade for Russell Wilson. And it's like, you have everything else worked out. Right. But, but you know, I really want their, your star running back in Carson. Like, no, we're not, we're not giving up him. Like we've given up enough here. We're not, well, then we're not doing the deal. Like, unless I can, unless I can fleece you, I'm not doing the deal. Right. Uh, all right. Gosh. Anyways. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on.
0: All right. Moving on. Um, just a final note on Tana, uh, Canucks apparently, well, they made a final offer and uh, Tana will make a decision tomorrow. So we'll see uh, what that ends up.
1: Well, that's going to depend on, I think on Pittsburgh's offer. Cause I know yeah. Pittsburgh is, I know Pittsburgh is in on him. And it connects offer, you know, it's not going to be 5 million, which probably was what Pittsburgh's offering. At least that's the rumors that, that we've seen for a while now. Um, So he has to decide, but again, I'd be happy to let him go. I'm sorry. I just, you want to get better. And the connects are a puck moving team. Take that. No offense. Take that $7 million that you have right now. I know you're trying to move contracts out and there's probably ways to do it and, and, and such, but honestly, like go get Krug because at least, you know, with Tori Krug, you're going to be able to rush that puck and move it out of your zone and complement the style that you, that you will play. That's to me, that's why Toffoli, I, I still think Toffoli is so important to the Canucks and I think that they have to find a way to get him in there because the identity of the team is not a stalwart defensive team. They are a puck moving, score, lots of goals team. And it's, it's been for the most part, Successful for them, and they just ran out of gas in the playoffs versus the, the the knights. Yeah,
0: I agree, and that's and that's what they are. They need, you know, any defenseman that they do go after, they have it has to they have to be able to push the pace and help with that. And there's been talk about the Canucks going after Tyson Berry as well. Um, I don't think they should be putting a lot of money into him, but I think he it would be a good fit on the Canucks
1: if they do go after him. Well, I know Benning likes him um i i've 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 met tyson berry and you know i've i've I've, you know somewhat have somewhat contact and stuff i'm i have a soft spot for him i i think my worry about tyson berry was that his confidence of of his game because we saw him play at such a high level with colorado and he gets to toronto and he's completely misused by mike babcock for for what two seasons right so i you know I Tyson Berry was misused and, and we've seen that with players where they lose that confidence and they stop being the players they can be. And I, I'm just, I'm not sure with Tyson. I'm not sure if he, um, you know, would come in and this is a fresh start and, and such, but if he can be that player, like if he can come in on a really good deal and he can be that right side puck moving defenseman in this system, because again, it like, honestly, is he an upgrade on Troy Stetcher? That's how you have to look at it. Not that's that true. he's an upgrade yeah. on Chris Tanev. Is he an upgrade on Troy Stetcher? Yeah. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Right. So now you can go out and find your Chris Tanev. So that's that's kind of my that's my thought on this. That's how I feel about it. Um, if you're going to put him in that in that hole or in that thing and have him on your second power play, then I think you're you're in good shape.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I've I've been a supporter of getting Tyson Berry at a good price because I believe he is a he is one of those great is uh, puck moving defensemen, and he has put up points in the past. But yeah, like, I agree totally with what you said about uh, you know you're not looking at Berry as a replacement for Tan because he's not that type of defenseman at all. So I mean, if if you're getting Berry, you're you're saying well you know I'm replacing uh, Troy Stetcher uh, with him and he is an upgrade a definite upgrade so
1: and that's how you have to look at it like bottom line that's how you have to look at it
0: yeah so that that's the defense man and now now let's look let's look at tyler to um there was talk that he well he did enter free agency obviously um but there has there was that thing that buffalo sabers were going to go after him uh tyler to remains unsigned and uh Apparently the Canucks haven't circled back to Toffoli. They're on Tanev right now. Um, I don't understand why the Canucks can't seem to be able to do two things at once. But uh, we'll see what happens there. What do you well, think?
1: Well, I think it's talking to the agent again. They're they're pretty. I think I think a lot of the players like Markstrom, Tanev, um, Toffoli were probably when the uh, Olvin Ekman Larson thing came out. Like this is the other thing that just drives me nuts, honestly, about about Armstrong. Is, is exactly this scenario? You 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 basically kept a guy on bait and hook for a week when he could have been working these deals instead, right? Yeah. Like like just just come back and tell him either it's a yes or no on the Monday, so that he can figure out all the other things and work some other trades, and he, he's behind the game now. Right. So with Toffoli, I think they want to sign. I mean, he talked about it today in his presser. He said that, you know, they're going to try and it's hard to move some money. They're going to try and move some money so that they can, they can, they can take a run at Toffoli. So, you know um, I think they made a mistake, not, I think they made a mistake overvaluing the cap space. And it probably would have been better to buy out say a brain and Sutter to get that two and a half. Yeah. Right. And it probably would have been better to, um, you know, like like today, they talked about, well, we'll give Sven a chance now. Like, very clearly, the, 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 the this flat cap and, and what's happened has really hurt the Canucks. And that is, Jim's, that is Jim's fault. It's also, no offense, guys, you guys hate to hear this. There's a lot of people out there, anybody listening to this. It's also Trevor Linden's fault. Trevor Linden is one of the guys yeah. who signed some of these players as well to these stupid contracts. So don't just throw it on one person. Throw it on the organization period. The entire organization made stupid decisions and made stupid, stupid contracts. Really? Yeah. They did. You know, the good news is with Michael Ferland, they're going to get some LTIR, right? I don't yeah. think they can get it right now though. If I understand it right, I don't think they can get the LTIR right now. So that's kind of something that hurts them, but that's like what, 3.5, that's three and a half million that'll come off, that'll be, they'll be able to use. And, you know, I, I'm pretty confident the Canucks are going to tell him, look, we're just going to, you know, Tom Strance um, made some good tweets that, that we were talking about that the Canucks will just pay his salary. He, he, he should never play again with those no. concussion symptoms and everything. He should never play again. The Canucks will have three and a half million dollars that be able to, to work with. And, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of that, that's that, that they'll be able to, to take advantage of so um but yeah i mean you know he, he, hindsight's 2020 20, probably the reason they didn't do that is they were probably in on that ekman larson deal and you know again armstrong just really screwed him over so it goes back to what you said like who's going to want to deal with armstrong anymore i wouldn't as a gm i'd say rot in your grave you, you made your whole deal with it yeah and that's
0: true and uh it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see where, and we're, this is one, just a note on what the money that's kind of being thrown around today. And they're all low deals. I mean, yeah. look at, there's no crazy contracts. There's no yeah. craziness that, you yeah. know, in the past we've seen millions and millions of dollars going out on, on day yeah. one. And yeah, it's just not I and mean, 42 yeah, no, million is, yeah. was our one and last, yeah. last off, last free agency, over 300 and. 90 million
1: yeah well and again you're it's the new covid reality it's the reality of playing in a bubble like they've been told you're playing in a bubble they've literally been told you will be playing in a bubble right so so now you're in a situation like that's just it like that's what it is and and canadian teams most likely are going to be playing in a canadian division on a bubble you probably what you're going to see is three divisions you're going to see the east coast u.s teams in one division in a bubble the west coast um u.s teams in another division and then the canadian teams in in their own division but you can probably play at home rings if you're staying within canada you don't need to actually have a quote unquote" bubble if you if you want to go down that road right so i think that's uh, um i think that's an advantage but um you know, it's up to players to not break code, uh, you know, uh, protocol there. Hey, Tennessee Titans. So <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but but um, yeah, like it's uh, it, it's, you know, this flat cap really you know hurt a lot of teams, not just the Canucks. Like it's, you know, don't 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 kid yourselves. Again, Jarka Linen is the only one who seems to be able to get rid of that, and Ottawa was willing to take it on. But you know, look at like look at the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, what? But no offense, like, I, I think Josh Anderson's great, but seven-year deal? Seven-year yeah. deal, like, that's... And he's
0: he's, he's injury, um, his injury problems have been a few, couple seasons here.
1: And listen, man, listen, yeah. man, Columbus made out like bandits on that deal, in my humble opinion. Max Domi is an 82-point player yeah and 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 you gave him up for kind of a power it's very clear that he didn't want to play there anymore right like it's it's almost clear that max domey didn't want to play there anymore remember when the season ended he like took down the montreal canadians references completely so there's probably something more going on than we know um but uh um Yeah, like Columbus, I think, has probably, in my opinion, had the most successful offseason right now because they've been able to shed salary. They brought in. They're a better team than they were last year, and that's really what you have to look at. And is Montreal a better team? It's hard to say right now because of exactly what you said. Josh Anderson, I don't know. Is he better than Max Domi? Probably not so no. i don't know where where's that improvement coming from where are you hoping are you also hoping clock can is going to be an 80 point center like Elias Patterson? maybe maybe i don't know but that deal is
0: yeah i was in, i was surprised at the the money that they um they signed him with um uh, montreal with josh anderson i yeah. mean anderson's a good player but not at that money. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I know. I know. I, I, I don't get it. But it goes back to what what you said that right now there's not a lot of money being thrown around because teams are trying to figure out where they're at. I think you're going to start seeing some teams taking on some cap and, and, and such now. I think you're going to see some teams that are hurting. And, you know, like, no offense, now that now that they've signed Brayden Holtby to, to where they're at, there's, there's not a chance that Alvin Eklund Larson comes to Vancouver unless now – Phoenix or Arizona, sorry, takes on both Louis Erickson and Brandon Sutter at this point. There's just not a chance that it'll happen now unless they take on both of those contracts. Right. And who knows, maybe he'll be forced into doing that, but it's very clear that Boston and Vancouver have moved on and they're, they're, they're done with it. But yeah, not a lot of money. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think a lot of these teams are going to, you know, um, play themselves out. And, and again, you know, um, Sven Berchie is now back in the mix today. He has a chance yeah. to make the team again. So, you know, can you imagine being wanting to get traded and you can't get traded and you pass your waivers and now you have an actual chance to make the team. Um, you know, I, nothing would make me happier, honestly. And I mean this sincerely, nothing would make me happier than if Horvat Besser and Berchie refound their magic in his rookie year in Besser's rookie year, where it just clicked and it worked, and Besser was scoring again, and and being that you know looked like he was a forty goal scorer. Nothing would make me happier if if they were able to find that, and Jake Virtanen was able to be a legit top six with Pedersen and Miller. I, I I'd be thrilled with that if she could do that because he's a good guy. Um, I just don't know if that's actually realistic.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Like Berchich, his again, uh, concussions are his thing as well, and. Uh, or his concussion that he had before I mean it looked like he he looked pretty good in the AHL um but yeah he's gonna have another chance um to impress and I thought he played really well with Gaudet uh in the preseason too and you know we'll we'll see but it would be really really great for him if he was able to turn it around here and yeah
1: yeah I I don't know I mean I mean, to be honest, that it wouldn't surprise me at all if other GMs were also punishing the Canucks like for their, um, <laughs> honestly, like for, for making these stupid deals and driving up prices and hey, man, you're on your own. And I do. I think I right now, I think a lot of GMs are being very petty and being very um, uncooperative in, in a lot of it. I, I really do. Honestly, I really, mm-hmm. really do.
0: So. I think so too. And the thing is, as free agency goes along here, we'll see how stuff kind of changes because as teams sign people and stuff, I mean stuff can open up, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, well I'll tell you the one thing was. I miss <laughs> the one
1: thing I miss the most about the NHL honestly is is trades. Like I yeah. really miss trades and trades are so few and far between now that it's it's taken a huge component to 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 what was important to fans and and teams and that and and it's just been taken away like literally been taken away if there's one thing the nhl should institute honestly and i mean this sincerely they should institute what the nba does and the nfl does with a franchise player that it's not counted against the cap and they're able to go over so that they you know that they can um you know keep more players and be able to move some salary and, 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 you know, make trades easier because right now this is, this is really, I don't know, man, I'm, I, this is the, you know, I know there's COVID, but boy, this was pretty disappointing today.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And trades have always been an exciting thing to, uh to cover even as uh you know, content creators and it, it's, yeah, and it's great to discuss things, but stuff seems to never happen. And yeah, you know, like GMs get petty with stuff, and like the, like this deal is all. I'm only taking. Oh, Demko's not in the deal. I'm not doing anything. There's no wiggle room, no negotiation. And yeah, it's kind of insane. Why?
1: Yeah, it's dumb. But I mean, well, and again, and yeah. again, like here's Tada Toffoli, um, a 24 goal guy, um, and really like, oh, Buffalo's interested, but not at that price. Very clearly, they're not interested at the price he's looking for. And so if you're Tyler Toffoli, what do you do? Do you go down to L.A.? Do you, do you, you know, do you do you stay in Vancouver and be a part of the top six where you blend in and fit in really well at the same value? Like, you know, like that? that's how I would be approaching this right now. I, I would be approaching that. And, you know, again, I think Jim Benning is not home right now. I think Jim Benning's at the office and I think he's trying to figure out how he can move these contracts and what he has to give up. And no offense, I know people are going to hate this, but I'm telling you right now, right now for $6 million on your cap, um, losing your first round pick next year might be the best option for Vancouver right now, legitimately. And I hate to say that, but legitimately that player may not play in your team. And your window is now and to get $6 million that you will be able to have $13 million to play with. And hopefully you can trade Sutter, but you know, to have that, man, I, I think, I think you have to, I think you have yeah. to do that or you give the first and ask him to take both Louie and maybe bear and, and give up a third or something like, like he's going to have to get creative because I know you don't want to give away draft picks. But if you're Windows now, and Foley's a part of it, and there's another defenseman out there that's a part of it, what are we going to weigh on? Because right now, again let's let's look at who the let's look at who um, who who was drafted number twenty overall that the Canucks were supposed to get. Right, um, do you, who's the better option right now? Is it JT Miller or the kid that was drafted at twenty?
0: Yeah. It's 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 pretty, and the thing is, is is J.T. Miller's an established uh, NHL player, and you know, 20th overall, you don't know. So yeah, yeah, that's just it's, it, and
1: and yeah, no, 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 you you, you nailed it, and that's the crazy. thing. Like I don't know, I I would, I, I know draft picks are gold. I, I I again, I'm not as draft savvy as you, Chris Faber. Um, you know, Harmon, Die, all are. And I, and I, you know, I trust you, Cam Robinson. Like I trust you guys. I read things. I'm just saying that. And cause I don't know about 2021. I'm just saying if you're windows right now and you get, you can kick it down, like no offense, but how can anyone say that Vancouver does not have a legitimate shot to win a Stanley cup next year, if they can short up that defense and they get Tyler to fully re-signed and they're capable of getting having Hoglander come in and be contr- be a contributor and then eventually um, a pod calls in. how could you honestly say that Vancouver could not legitimately make some noise next year
0: it, it's 100% and and there's a, there's a lot of stuff to like about the Canucks uh you know with what they've done so far right, even potentially losing uh, Tanev and uh, Toffoli and them they still have guys that can step in uh, younger guys and even there are some guys they could even sign in free agency um, to come up and play in those, that top six so there's still that and just as an aside of the 20th overall pick this um, draft not saying the Cunks would have picked him but Makama I would say his name uh, he's he's a questionable pick at 20 anyway as a defenseman but um, the guys that they could have got at that point aren't sure things. so I mean I'd say that trade kind of worked out. Um, and as as being the window right now of winning, it, it was a great trade all the yeah same <laughs> yeah it was
1: yeah no no it was and even even if you were to pick like you said any of the next 10 players after that, I still think it's a win. Because none of those players after twenty are like surefire home runs. Like these guys are going to play. Because look at how they were playing up the Canucks' third round draft pick that everyone said he was a steal, right? And and you watch, and he's a big boy, and he can skate. Like he can skate. He's got a little bit of skill. So like they said, he's a little soft on the puck. He could probably, you know, his compete level could probably be a little bit better. But you know, that's that 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 tells you. That yeah, you don't want to give up those picks. You really don't. But the Canucks are not going to be picking, no offense. They're not going to be picking in the in the draft lottery.
0: Not they no. just
1: aren't. You know, like, like, you know, people say, oh, they might take a step back this year. I, I don't know. I, I don't see that. I, I see the exact opposite. I see them taking a step up. So why not give up a 20 plus first rounder? to solve your cap problems and bring in the players so that you know they're ready to go next year and they're like let's do this because we have a legitimate chance to win a Stanley Cup
0: yeah I agree totally I love that that third round pick Yoni Urimo because I saw him as a second round pick and I did I did his profile for uh the hockey writers so I know a lot about him, and he. I wanted to the Canucks to pick him, but I'm like, well, he's a projected to be a second-round pick and didn't think the Canucks would be able to. So I was ecstatic but they picked him at 82. So that guy's, I mean, he's a bit raw in the defensive zone, but he's a great – he's like probably one of the best skaters uh, in that range. And, you know, on puck movers, a European, in the European sense, I he, he's going to be a great player. Everyone's saying, oh, you know, the Canucks are – you know they didn't pick any great you know sure things trust me yermo's going to be a guy that's going to be a key part of this team in the future well oh, and look yeah. at look
1: at the look you at go this... Back to
0: this podcast after
1: <laughs> yeah i will i will cuz and you look at the finnish kid they got last year right who 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 you know Oh, he's going to be okay he only scores like a game winner for finland in in the gold medal game of yeah. or not the gold medal game but he eliminates canada by scoring the goal the game winner in overtime like like the this is where you really build your teams, not through first rounders, through multiple second, third, third rounders. That's why New Jersey's done so well. Ottawa did had a great draft. Carolina obviously, you know, last year when when the draft was in Vancouver, like that's how you build your team and I think Benning has done a good job with that. I don't like that he does give some seconds away. I, that bothers me. Yeah. But overall, you know, the the Canucks have a really strong cupboard of prospects. They still do. And two of them are ready to graduate. Well, three or four of them are ready to graduate, literally ready to graduate and play in the NHL. And, and if you can get young guys that are NHL ready to come in and step in your lineup, uh, no offense, but I I don't think keeping Jordy Ben and Oscar Fattenberg and, and, and you know, those players in your lineup, Are really a good thing. No, no offense, but I just I don't. And you know that their fourth line is Beagle, Mott, McEwen. So you know, like, and you know their penalty killings should be pretty solid barring injuries. So I, I don't know. I, i I, always I, full circle on this conversation is that if you can if you can trade a first to solve some cap woes like the Leafs did with Marlow last year, I think you have to do it. And I, I and and I don't think it's a bad move based on what we've just talked about.
0: Yeah. I agree, and I mean the Canucks. They did focus on on defense and stuff, and the prospect pool is. I thought it got even though they didn't have a second round pick, uh, they or a first round pick this draft. I think they came away with some great players in the later later rounds. Another fifth round pick, Jacob Trescott's going to be another Rathbone type pick, and you can quote me on that one as well because you know looking at him, he's that puck moving guy, smart guy draft in the fifth round but he's a hell of a skater hell of a puck mover and i think he's going to be that rathbone type defenseman comes out of nowhere out of the fifth round and becomes a top four defenseman so
1: i i love having this i love having this discussion on on twitter and by the way actually canucks twitter hasn't been as bad as a lot of people make it out to be honestly i actually found it to be pretty good um you know a lot of the all the canucks are in cap hell and cap problems and yep they are, but I don't think it's as bad as, as people make no. it out to be, honestly. Um, but I will say this, um, and I think this is important. Um, I, I think that, um, you know, the, the, the model you want to build is the Chicago Blackhawks model. That's the model. That, yeah. Like, that's the model. Three cups in five years. Yeah. That's literally, and they went to two conference finals, losing to to uh detroit one year their first year and then um they lost to la one year and beat them another year like that that's that's how you build your championship teams and you augment around them so all all this talk about oh well they couldn't get this free agent and they couldn't do this and they couldn't do that who cares and i shouldn't say it i shouldn't say it nonchalantly because that's not fair that's not fair because everyone is right in their criticism of Jim. but what i mean by that is It's two more years. They're ready for the Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson contracts. Like they are, they're ready for those contracts. They know how much money they're going to give all of them. And, um, they're, they're going to be fine. The cap should be, you know, we got a two year flat cap. So by year three, if things get, hopefully get back to normal, then, you know, we'll see things go, go the other way and and get back up to where they, they need to be right i mean they're yeah. they're counting on a big people forget this they're counting on a big tv deal in the us and it looks like espn's in like it actually looks like there is a really solid opportunity for that to actually happen where they're not just relying on Rogers 4.6 billion dollars to fund to fund those teams (laughs) by the way that's you all you Rogers users out there remember that's your money everybody who subscribes to Rogers remember when you watch Rogers cable you're funding the U.S. hockey teams to beat your team so remember that remember (laughs) that that Stanley Cup the Tampa Bay one and the team that the the Vegas Golden Knights the eliminated the Canucks they are funded by the the uh, Rogers Sports Network and the Rogers Media Company. Yeah. Right. So and it, can he, can he, that split thirty two ways or thirty one ways and soon thirty two versus should have probably only been to the Canadian teams.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, and just just as a breaking news type thing, uh, uh-huh. Tori Krug's in St. Louis. There so, you go. See,
1: so Petrangelo is there. gone. Yep. Petrangelo is gone. So now again, so now if you're Vancouver, okay, we'll circle <laughs> back to 10. Oh, Hey now. Right. Because you don't have to shed cap right away. You have up until I believe there's a certain date and I don't know what the date is, but there's a certain date where you have to shed cap, man. Again, I'm sorry, but I talked about this when I made my team. Petrangelo is your right side with Quinn Hughes.
0: That's
1: pretty good. Pretty darn tempting, in my opinion. (laughs) Pretty damn tempting. And then you put Yolevi with Edler. And I know people are like, oh, well, listen, man. Edler is so mistake-prone. And Yolevi doesn't make too many mistakes. We saw that versus the Wild. And and in the AHL, his coach is like, this guy is so good and so smart. And and so smooth. And then on your third on your third pairing, you get Rathbone and Jordy Ben. Move Jordy back to the right side, as as Sam suggested. Like, like man, things are lining up for Vancouver. And and I don't know, man. I think I I trade a first to get the six million. And I think you sign full, You sign Petra Angelo. And you say, okay, boys, let's let's kick some ass. That's what yeah. I would do pretty much almost my it's almost the team that I kind of was oh, like, eh, this is the yeah. team I would make.
0: <laughs> yeah, you had Markson gone and uh, different yeah. and Demko. So and Krug's seven by six point
1: five. Oh, I can't like, believe Vancouver geez. wasn't in on that. Yeah. Honestly, at six and a half. Man. Yeah. Wow. If Krug's getting six and a half, Angelo, I don't think can get more than seven and a half. No, not a chance.
0: So and that's a, a little bit of an interesting one. Um,
1: I thought he would get more at uh, but I do too. I thought he was in the eight. Yeah, it's I it's... did. I thought so. This is this is what we're talking about. They're not they're not giving out the numbers these players want. We're going to stand our ground. Dude, there's just not the money. No. So do you backload the contracts to start? Do you like well, how do you how do you do this? Right. How do you get creative and and do this? Man, I'm telling you right now, if I was Jim Benning, I'd look at that deal and I'd be like, hey, Petra Angela, let's chat. And I tell call I honest to God, I call Tanev's agent. I'd be like, kind of hold off on that. Or if I was Tanev's agent, if the Canucks have made a final offer and I saw that, I'd call the Canucks up and say, "Okay, we're taking it now. Because very clearly the market is softened for defensemen.
0: Yeah, it's true, and I, I think this is probably the best time to go after a guy like that because the money won't be crazy high. So yeah, yep. Yeah. And now he's definitely not going back to St. Louis. We knew that anyway. But uh, yeah,
1: well, I don't know. I mean, you you want to test for agency, but I'm I think St. Louis going after Krug like they did that's a slap in the face of of Petrangelo too. Like, 100%. like, there's a lot of little pettiness going on right now that, that like, okay, you don't want to sign with us fine. Oh, look, we got Tory Krug. And now if you're Boston, what do you do? Oh. Like, seriously, if you're Boston, like you couldn't get Ekman Larson because now he's gone and you know that the market's hot for Petro Angelo, maybe his price does get jacked up and maybe it's Boston that comes in and says, Hey, guess what? We're going to pay the $8 million or 8.25 or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Well, that's gonna be interesting to follow. Um, I mean, and the Canucks still have, uh, you know, they have money to kind of look at uh, so a few free agents now, and you know, we'll see what happens with Tanner to Foley and them, and and uh, now that Tyler Mott's resigned one point, I believe it's one point two, which is reasonable. I thought it was that was a great.
1: Well, they qualified uh, I it would be around that one point two. Yeah, we should so, talk about Jake for Tannen because he, they qualified him, right? Yeah. So that's $3 million, but he wants to go to arbitration. So he thinks he can get more money, right? Like he thinks he can get a better deal. And I think that's interesting because then the Canucks have the opportunity to walk away from Jake. Yeah. If yeah. they don't get the deal they want, right? And then he becomes a free agent. I think that the Canucks have to start considering some of these things. I, I, I do. I think they have to look at this and say, are we a better team with Petra Angelo in our lineup and without Chris Tannen or and without Jake Vertanen then, and, and have to in the lineup. Like if you put Angelo and fully in and you lose Jake and you trade a first rounder to get the 6 million you need to go and make these deals happen and still give you yourself a chance to, to kind of shore a few things. Are you a better team? Are you a better team with Gaudette, Hoglander? Because for sure Hoglander is gonna be on the third line. And maybe you move Mod or you move McEwen up or whatever. Like, like the Canucks have some some, some options here. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm I'm really happy the Torrey yeah. Krug signed with St. Louis. I think that's I am
0: actually too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the best things that could have happened.
0: Yeah, and and it's
1: it's, it's
0: I, yeah, I do. I agree. And I didn't think that Krug would be uh, on St. Louis's um, uh, list, but I mean, he, they had to replace Angelo as the top defenseman. I'm not sure Tory Krug's one of the guys that could replace all of what Angelo gave to them um but he can I mean, certainly replace
1: the offense replace the I offense mean, Krug, that's for sure yeah tory krug's a great player like he's a puck mover move up the like like again one of the things that you noticed this year is that speed won the cup it's it's like what uh-huh. one one two three four f- since the last non-speed team that won it was was la and then the year after that pittsburgh won two then washington won so yeah, when you look at it, LA aside from probably St. Louis last year, every team that's won the cup is a speed team and you saw that when the officials called the penalties. Um Tampa Bay just 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 outskated Dallas and they had nothing left in the tank, right? Yeah. Pittsburgh won back-to-back cups with that. Washington just absolutely decimated um uh the vegas knights who were a fast team in themselves with speed right so so very clearly speed is on their radar and st louis identified that look we're too slow the canucks absolutely outskated us and by that game six we had nothing in the tank we couldn't keep up with them and you know they got blown away so that's that's why i think tory krug went to st louis i think that that was a huge um you know benefit to them yeah i i agree and i I
0: think now that uh, we we're talking about Angelo with the Canucks and now that Ekman Larson's gone, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they do look at Petrangelo and I think it would be great to see what they could do with him because he would be a pretty big uh, game changer. I think bigger than Ekman Larson
1: would be. Yeah, I, I think so. But um, I don't know. I, I was a big fan of Ekman Larson for what we talked about earlier where you know, he really took a mental and emotional hit in, in Phoenix. You know, his coach, Rick Tockett, doesn't like him. I mean, the, the report, and I just don't remember his name, and I apologize, but, but it was the, you know, there's a couple of interviews, and, and they talked about that, that him and Rick Tockett don't get along. Like, they, they kind of don't mesh, and, and that affects your game. And I just think Travis Green would have just been all over it. You know he loves players like that, and and it would have taken a huge load off of Quinn Hughes, no offense, and it would have probably helped Alex Edler. Like, there's so much upside to having Ekman-Larson, in my opinion, and I he can still put up points. I mean, he, he put up 50 points a couple times, uh, you know, in the past. So, you know, I, I'm I was a big fan of that trade. And having said that, um, are the Canucks better off without the eight million on the books? Yeah. Absolutely, they are. That's right. You know, the 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 deal looks terrible right now at eight million. Um, Even if even if there was no flat cap, eight million dollars is a lot of money to be paying You know, those are Quinn Hughes dollars, and Evan Larson is not Quinn Hughes.
0: No, no, he's not. (laughs) Not even. I mean, he's got the great skating, but yeah, he's not Hughes. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's. Like I said, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's just day one of free agency. There's still quite a bit that can still happen this weekend, uh, even just this weekend. So um, I'm going going to predict,
1: (laughs) I'm mad. I'm going to predict that my team's going to happen. Like the the one that I I, kind of predicted, I actually think that it's going to happen, but I think they will now have to trade their first round pick. Like I have no, no doubt. They're going to have to trade next year's first round pick, but I think if you can get Louie's number off your books, um, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it to bring in the caliber of players that are going to make your team um, the team that you, you want it to
0: be. Yeah. And now they're talking about that. Vegas may be the for Petra but I mean, yeah. there's going to be, there's yeah. gonna be a few teams yeah, um, looking, looking at him for sure. Well, so.
1: Vegas's window is now like they three, think about it. Three years now they went to the cup final. They've lost in the first round last year and now they lost in the conference final this year they just traded Stashney away. So they're, you know, they're very clearly they're going to um, make a, you know, make a run or, or, you know, their, they, their window is starting to close on them though. They uh, father time catches up to everybody. And, you know, um, I, I don't know if, like, again, if I was Petrangelo and the Canucks came calling, I know Vegas got to the conference final, but I think all those things play into your, into your decisions. And, you know, Um, you know, the one good, the one thing about Vegas that it has over every other, uh, team, except for, um, the Florida teams is no tax, right? So you, whatever you get there, you get to keep the entire amount.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. And, uh, so, um, just to kind of close things off, uh, for today, at least, um, was there any surprises you think in free agency other than what the Canucks did, uh, apart in the other, um, stuff that happened?
1: Well, I thought some of the contracts, like Matt Murray's extension today, I thought that that was ridiculous. I, I don't know if I would, if I would. Again, you know, I know it's five million, but man, I, again, I just don't think you need to tie up a goalie salary like that. Um, I think, in terms of of signings, though, I mean, you nothing surprised me. I think Edmonton came away pretty good. I think they they came away not just with Kyle Turris. I'm trying to remember who else they signed. Um, they they kind of shored up a bit on the depth which i think was was lacking but again they haven't shored up the defense like i just, no. <laughs> I, just <laughs> That's like, come on. I just cannot yeah exactly and 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 again if you're calgary and I know tj brody i believe is it has moved to toronto i think yeah, it is yeah toronto. um you know like calgary's in flux and i you know i know markstrom took the dollars for security and everything but i don't know if that team's going to be better in fact, I, I think they're going to be worse, than, and and and, you know, someone made a really good point. And as good as Markstrom is, he still gives up a soft goal, and that can really hurt your team in, in the long run.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. And, and you look at some of the A lot of the signs, like I said, the biggest one was probably the Mar- It was was the Markstrom one, and all the other ones yeah. were were reasonable and they're very and short term. Yeah. Well, short-term. until Tori
1: Krug. Until Tori. Until Tori
0: Krug. That was the yeah. biggest. Yeah. yeah. Tori Krug's biggest. But yeah, uh sure. of the other ones, Markstrom was, and I mean, they hire even like a guy like Dominic Kubalik who was a culture trophy nominee would have definitely got a lot more money than he did in Chicago yeah. there. Two years, yeah. 7.4. He would have got yeah. a ton more in the yeah. normal, yeah. Uh, you know, I agree Stuff like that. So, you know,
1: I, 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 agree with you, but you know, at the end, at the end of the day, the one good thing is is we've still got another like weekend and more things are going to come on and we're going to be on Twitter. Everyone's gonna be on Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure Vancouver will have some things done. And, and Jim Benning's, you know, I, I listen, man, for all the criticism that Jim Benning gets, and a lot of it is deserved. There's no doubt it is. Um, I think he did great today, simply because he didn't cave into Arizona's demands. And you didn't cave into to Markstrom's demands, and and when you when you can control those things, um, you're you're gonna be a better team. But um, you know, the good news is, really, in their division, who who else has really got like you know who's super quiet? Here's my surprise, actually. Here's my surprise. Are you ready? Um, okay. You know who is super quiet today, and I mean super quiet. The San Jose Sharks, like super quiet, oh, like
0: yeah, literally
1: nothing from San Jose.
0: Yeah, nothing at all, and they're a team that um, yeah. now has two goaltenders that are on the downturn. Yeah, uh, I I never understood that trade really. I get Dubnik and I mean, I don't know. Does, I, it doesn't matter. It's, doesn't it doesn't really, really the, matter. But yeah,
1: the, the point is, is the division is is aside from Vegas, it's the Canucks to ha- Like it's it's <laughs> right there on the platter for them to battle Vegas for the division. I think that's the best way to put it. I, I don't know if Edmonton is there yet still. Like, I just – I don't – they have no goaltending right now. Like, they, they're they like
0: <laughs> – They get struck out on Markstrom, which they were in. Apparently. Yeah, like, so, like they
1: actually needed Markstrom with that defense. You, there's not another goalie like Markstrom who could compensate for that defense. So, they're literally going to need Broberg and Bouchard to really step up. And from what I understand, at least from what I've read and someone can correct me, but Broberg struggled so far in the S, S- the SEL this year.
0: Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what the, that, those teams do, um, yeah. you know, with the rest of free agency here and trades. Cause I mean, obviously there's some stuff that could still happen with those teams. And, but I mean, as of now, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle for them and, I don't even know how, how, some, how some of them can shore it up. Like Edmonton's talking about Tyson Berry. That doesn't help their defense. That helps their puck movement.
1: It well, and, that, and that's okay. I mean, their success a couple of years ago when they got to the second round and almost beat Anaheim was based on that ability. I mean, they could move the puck that year. It was, it was actually very odd because they didn't really have puck moving defensemen. But, you know, um, uh, 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 who was the coach there? He's in L.A. now um the former Sharks coach Um, yeah McClellan he had them playing that way he had them pushing that puck up and when you have dry Solomon McDavid, you're always going to be in every game and you're always going to have a chance to win every game let's just be perfectly honest you will always have a chance to win every game with those two players um it doesn't mean though that you will um I'll tell you another team that I was shocked that was really quiet today too was the Colorado Avalanche yeah. You know, they, they, they yeah. need some help. They need some help, too. They need some goaltending like they really do. And they kind of just so like this is why I'm saying like Vancouver kind of has there is a window here for the Canucks to get better and to um and, and to actually take that next step. Because teams right now, anyways, haven't really improved. And so, yeah, I'm OK with this right now see if you can really take that step then because if you have the ability to take that step while everybody else is just like you know what we're too scared it's a flat cap we're just gonna be content with what we have how can you say they don't wouldn't have a real chance to win it yeah
0: no i, I agree with you and uh i mean looking at uh, now now the players I'm, what's great crazy about the, with the canucks too is now there's these you know big name or like prominent free agents that want to play for the Canucks like Holby took less uh money to play for Vancouver and Edmonton gave him an offer too so it's like yeah it's there's guys that just want to play for the Canucks now and it's great because in the past that's not always been the
1: case yeah well it, it you you know for a fact that um that to, uh, you know he, he Edmonton is on his uh,
0: no trade list that's for sure yeah so they basically yeah. struck out on two goaltenders they wanted yeah. uh Colby and Mark so uh yeah. I don't know <laughs> yeah so we'll
1: we'll see where it goes we'll we'll see where it goes so yeah
0: so yeah. lots more lots of good discussion to come uh, on the podcast that's for this sure this was we'll, a fun one this, this was, was a good, good. one
1: Matt Real yeah. On yeah really good so stuff.
0: We'll, we'll have some other guests coming up for sure to talk this, uh, out. And, uh, uh, as always, we're on the hockey writers, uh, podcast network and you can listen to us, um, on all the major platforms as well. We keep getting uh, more listeners and stuff. So it, it's, it's been, it's going to be great to keep talking Canucks, uh, over the next few months. Go Canucks go. Go Canucks go.